6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Um, a Calgary high-tech medical company is exploring the use of artificial intelligence to detect early signs of heart disease that can go unnoticed by doctors. Cartier AI is working on a couple of projects right now, and it's just the latest in a growing number of high-tech ventures since it was started in 2018 by cardiologist Dr. Anmol Kapoor. Dr. Kapoor joins us this afternoon. Welcome to the show, doctor. Thank you so much for having us. Tell us, tell me about Cardi AI. Why did you start it? Give me a little history on this. Uh, it all started from uh, inspiration from uh, one of my patients. Uh, uh, people with heart failure, uh, as we all know, they, they have a difficulty breathing and the heart is not able to pump blood. Uh, and they often find themselves getting out of breath. It's like someone is drowning uh, inside with the water, uh, filled all their lungs, then they can get, get an oxygen. And the biggest struggle uh, the patient population is that they are feeling unwell, they stay at home, and they just keep staying at home until they just can breathe enough and they come to emergency room and get admitted and we know the outcomes get worse the more often those people get admitted to hospital so one of there was one patient and uh, there was a charitable clinic i opened in uh, calgary looking after heart care patients um, and uh, through the clinic we start providing care to about 400 heart failure patients in calgary and one of those patients uh, was uh, all of them were sick but this particular patient uh, had a severe heart failure and uh, we had to often bring him to clinic and see him by nurses or by myself and uh, one day he just called me and he said dr kapoor i don't want to come i said why i said i i, I I know you want to save me. I know you are putting all your effort, your money and time with the nurses and everything else from the, from the clinic, but uh, I'm becoming a burden on the healthcare system and I'm a burden on my family now. Uh, and the biggest challenge was for him whenever he would feel a shortness of breath symptoms, or the, even presently people with heart failure, they, they have shortness of breath symptoms, they have to come to the doctor's office, doctors will order a blood test, and a blood test has to be then done in the lab, and the patient who have difficulty breathing, they have to drag themselves to the lab and from a lab the report will come to the doctor and doctor will have to call them and come back and see them uh, and uh, and when they are feeling not well so it is kept on and on happening so he said dr Kapoor, just let me go just let mm. me die uh, and uh, it, it, it i was sad to hear but i kept fighting and eventually we know heart failure patients do have poor outcomes and he passed away that, that's the time I hit me that I can't just practice medicine the same way I've been taught, uh, and I just can't accept the way system is that this is normal. This is how next hundred years should be medicine. No, it cannot be. So we need to move uh, the time, the emergency room door in cardiology. We always call door to needle time or door to injection time for any medication. So why the, the door has to be emergency room door or the hospital door when the person coming for help? Why can't a door will be person's home? Mm. Uh, before even they leave uh, that that door to come to hospital. So why can't we provide a better care at home? And uh, uh, why don't we do provide uh, more diagnostic services at home? 
so this has led me to found a company called EI. Uh, trying to find efficiencies in the healthcare system. I mean, I mean, this is something that we've been talking about for ages. Better ways of doing things, uh, Dr. Kapoor. So I know that you're working on a couple of uh, different um, heart-related projects right now. Um, can you tell us about uh, the one that uses AI to take a, a close look at the heart and, and, and what that would do? Yes, the two projects we are working with the Alberta Machine Learning Institute, Amy, and one project is cardiac monitoring. Uh, cardiac monitoring uh, traditionally has been done in clinics with the three leads. Many patients uh, have been exposed to that, where cardiologists will order holter monitoring. They would go home, and the data would then come back to the clinic. Someone downloads it, and my manually, a technician has to go through that hours of our days of data. Uh, and uh, because there's a backlog in healthcare system, there's not enough manpower to clean up the data and lots of patients do get worse outcomes and often we overlook when we exhausted there's more demand less supply uh, and uh, that uh, data interpretation quality goes down and there are markers in ECG which can predict us uh, poor outcomes for heart disease or certain cardiac death uh, and uh, someone who might need a pacemaker might need an ICT defibrillator uh, so what our project involves is to uh, help automate uh, interpretation like uh, done by instead of done by human so it should be done by machine learning so it becomes uh, much more accurate much more faster so we can get the data accurate to the patient on the same day uh, and eventually we can do live monitoring for them uh, and uh, then monitor their risk factors for uh, poor outcomes because uh, machine learning has a uh, capability uh, things it can do which humans sometimes we get exhausted we can't do at large scale uh, so, so that that covers our cardiac monitoring project, where we are also developing a cardiac monitor, uh, which is a very small sticker that you can put on your chest, and then machine learning software would allow us to do live monitoring of a person and uh, uh, prognosticate, because cardiology is all about prognostication. Uh, to predicting a risk is a low risk or medium risk or high risk, so hopefully it can help. The second project is about nuclear imaging. Mm. Nuclear imaging, uh, people go for a stress test all the time, and it's been out for the last 50 years years, nothing has much changed. The best accuracy of a nuclear stress test is about 85 or 86 percent. And you can imagine a test which your patients are getting done in Calgary or in Edmonton or in Ottawa. So they're doing a stress test, they come back home, they still have a heart attack, they still have some problem. Why? Because 15, roughly 15 out of 100 people who do weekly stress tests with the nuclear imaging is getting the wrong result. They're getting a false positive or getting a false negative. And it's not because of the doctors are wrong, it's just how the technology is so many variables out there. So our hypothesis is that even if we can improve accuracy by 5%, if we can get to 92, 91% range, uh, perhaps there'll be huge improvement in prognostication and picking up people who might be at risk for heart disease or sudden cardiac death, which people we would traditionally miss out. So that's the second project we are doing with Amy. So what what are the statuses of these projects? I mean, is it just, is, is it research? Could, could it be used every day? soon? Uh, yes, uh, the cardiac monitoring project, uh, we are in the process of applying for uh, the device approval from, from FDA uh, soon as we speak and the software is getting uh, built and they should be ready by the end of this year. Nuclear imaging software project is also running same time. That is a little bit delayed because we have to add more data to train. Because uh, AI, the more diverse data access we can provide to the AI system, 
uh, the, the stronger it becomes. But if the data sets only have from two, three, four locations from Alberta, the data sets will be weaker. So we are in the process of acquiring some more data sets, which is hard to get by because of all these privacy rules, regulations, mm -hmm. and behind the firewalls created that delays innovation. So hopefully we'll break some of the firewalls and access to more data sets and images so we can train these algorithms better. Dr. Kapoor, you, you mentioned Amy, and for those that, that don't know what that is, it's the Alberta Machine Intelligent Institute. It's based out of the University of, of Alberta, uh, and, and they're a partner. They're working with you on, on this. Tell me about that partnership, and, and, and I mean, you couldn't, it doesn't sound like you couldn't do it without Amy. <laughs> it is true, and uh, it because when, uh, when this situation happened with a patient and I needed help and I have a lot of data, uh, I went to some conferences trying to figure out how machine learning could help me. And I'm a cardiologist, I'm not a data engineer, I'm not a programmer or a software engineer. So I need to understand how to start, who to talk to. Uh, so Amy uh, provided us that resource. Okay, Dr. Kapoor, you have a decent data sets you will need to solve this problem. Do you have data sets? How many you have? And how do you collect those data sets? Uh, it's important to know, uh, it's like if the soup uh, will be made, the type of ingredient you'll put in. Mm -hmm. If you have a bad things going in, you have a bad outcome come out of the software. So I need to learn and understand that. And Amy was able to help guide me and do a small uh, pilot to first see my hypothesis can be doable. And then take it to the next level uh, and help me guide the type of skill set I need and they're still helping me guide. Uh, so whenever we need advice or a suggestion from our team uh, and we call them and they, they do help us out. Uh, fascinating work uh, that you're involved in on, on both on both sides and I think any any work that leads to you know quicker sooner diagnoses anything like that I mean obviously that is that's what we want to see we as I mentioned earlier we've been talking about trying to find efficiencies in the system and uh, better outcomes for patients and in the end isn't you know the best outcome exactly what you want for your patients Exactly. And yeah. uh, medicine, uh, what I believe that innovation comes from when we become uncomfortable. Yep. We, we, we can't be doing the same things again and again. We should be asking uh, in medicine, like, why I'm doing this practice? Yes, you see a patient, you make money, patients go home, we don't know what happens. But that's not, that's not the reason I'm in, in medicine. Uh, I want to help improve outcomes. Someone did it for me when I was training in medical school uh, or in cardiology residency. So I want to create something new, a newer system, newer way to diagnose things uh, for the next generation doctors so we can help more and larger population. Dr. Kapoor, we'll leave it there this afternoon. I look forward to following uh, where this takes you and uh, your patients in the, in, the, in the months and years to come. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, take care. Dr. Anmol Kapoor is a cardiologist. He's the founder and CEO of Cardi AI. So, yeah, cardiologists using AI to try to get better outcomes for patients, uh, learning, finding out when there's issues sooner rather than later. How do we do it? And I love what he said. And, you know, I about innovation coming from when you're uncomfortable and I've heard that a lot I've, I've done a sat on a lot of pa panels lately emceed a lot of events talking about disruption uh, innovation about how uh, companies are using this now and how disruption can be uncomfortable but how it leads to new uh, and, and breakthrough things and I think that's a that's a 
that's important and there's so much of it going on right now so very much of it it is uh, something else but uh, Cardi AI is the uh, is the uh, company in case you're interested it's